Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Radiant Black Podcast. This is a show about Radiant Black and everything Massiverse, a series and superhero universe created by Kyle Higgins and Marcelo Costa. I'm your host, Bashar, and I'm joined by my fellow hosts and friends. Radiant Matt. Ali. And Charlie. So, guys, Radiant Black issue 24. We've been waiting for this one for a while. Um, exciting for several reasons is the fact that we're returning to existence another amazing carlini cover another black light issue of course and a 110 ratio by jim mafood amazing artist big fan um, we got writer kyle higgins artist marcelo costa colorist the incredible Igor monti putting on another show here letter uh, the amazing becca carey and editor and designer michael basudel so, guys, what did you think of this issue? And we'll save the spoilers for, for the end, right? Because there's a big ending. But obviously, this is a spoiler podcast. We're going to talk about this issue, so make sure you read it. But yeah, what you guys think? You know, um, this one definitely highly anticipated for, for many reasons. Um, I think the the number one reason for, for most people was this black light and, yeah, getting back to existence here and just diving deep down and seeing all the truths we get along the way. But, yeah, the colors, Igor, once again, yeah, just, just put on a show. Um, my, my only... Um, my only downside, I actually did this to myself, is like the first time number 10, I made sure I read this the first time with the Blacklight version. And uh, th- this time I just like I didn't have a chance to go grab one yet. Um, so, yeah, when, when I get get a chance to do that, I'll, I'm sure I'm going to be even more blown away. But even on digital with the like normal inks, this thing still looks incredible. I mean, yeah, it's Igor Monti. It's always going to look incredible, but um, it was nice being back in existence. Uh, it's been a while. It was definitely nice to get another blacklight issue. I had to look for my flashlight, for my blacklight flashlight that I got last year specifically for this. So that was, that was pretty fun. What did you think, Matt? It was wild, right? I mean, in a world where truths are currency, what, what are you willing to bargain? No, this was wild, right? Like existence is almost like a normal thing to us now. Like, oh, we're going back to existence. It's been, I don't know, like a year and a half almost since. But, uh, you know, it, this was a nice revisiting. Reminded me of like Ocarina of Time when you return to the city seven years later and you see what's happened in your absence. It's interesting to see what's happened to existence, this area we barely grasped the concept of. And now we're going back. So I thought this was a really cool uh, journey. And I think that this cliffhanger is like the biggest we've had since issue four really like this is massive and we'll talk about it later this is the most uh this is probably the most excited i've been to discuss this series because it's wild and the future is in flux so uh stick around uh, i agree yeah no it's a it's just um it's an incredible issue and an interesting sequel to radiant black 10 for sure i think there's a lot of similar beats but also some cool additions to the issue and we'll talk about those because it you know there's pretty spoilery we're looking looking through the issue now of course the first thing that sticks out and we mentioned it earlier but of course it, it, it really is incredible is Igor Monti's coloring so there's a blacklight edition and it was 9.99 US and I just I was just looking you know at stores eBay and all the market in general where you could find comic books and there's not there's not a lot of uh, blacklight copies this time around there's not as much so uh, I think I think it's like we said before. It's because it's issue twenty four of a series. It's it's you know it's a pretty hefty cover price. So it's a lot of people are just gonna get their pool copies, maybe a few shelf copies. So if you got some, that's awesome. If you didn't, we're gonna be doing a giveaway. We're gonna give away some of the Blacklight edition of Radiant Black twenty four. So stay tuned for that. So you guys mentioned that. Um, did anyone here get a Blacklight edition? Oh uh, yeah, I got I, my store. Actually, only had two, and one of them unfortunately had a crease. So. 
I got the one good copy they had. And it was fun. You know, Black Lights, it's always fun. What was it like experiencing Igor's colors? <laughs> I actually, it was funny because uh, I uh, I waited till, you know, it got dark and I was laying in bed and with a with a flashlight in one hand and... Oh, shit. Wait, wait, wait. This is a PG-13 podcast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. We're talking about Rain and Black here. <laughs> 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 listen listen if we're gonna do, if i'm gonna do existence i'm gonna do it right i i had to i closed the door it's all dark and the only light is from my flashlight i had the book out going page by page panel by panel it's uh it's always a great experience if if wait do you have like a custom flashlight like you bought one online or do you have like the little one that they they have in the comic book stores now no no i uh last year was it last year i think yeah last year whenever issue 10 came out I went to, I think, Harbor Freight or something and that day, and I bought a little blacklight flashlight, and that's the one I've used the first time, and that's the one I used this time, too. It, it's small, but it does the job. Anyway, but did you guys notice that, um, so there was a, you know, just a slight detour here. There was a Radiant Black newsletter that came out today called Off to Existence, obviously promoting this issue. And they showed that the Radiant, the little Radiant Black lights that Kyle's been carrying around at cons for years now promoting the series and, you know, and this issue, uh, the Blacklight issues, they, he, they have them now for sale at comic book stores. You could have ordered them from Diamond in, uh, you know, in packs of, of, I don't know, a few. Uh, so did any of you manage to get those? I know I want one, but I haven't managed to get one yet. Yeah, that's a great, it's, yeah, that's a great idea for sure. Um, I think I still have, there was one that came in the box, right? Like the radiant black box a while ago. Yeah. Um, I think I still yeah. have that one, but yeah, no, during the issue 10, I bought one with like a, it's got like a three and a half inch like face on it. So it can like literally cover like the whole page. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Oh yeah. I just have the one from the box, the rain black box they did uh, last year. Yeah, I'm gonna get one. Like I'm gonna get like lava lamp first, then black light. What if I'm gonna bring first the 80s, then we're gonna usher in the 90s. We'll see what happens here at my house. But yeah, I definitely like I need a black light now. This wasn't an issue we had before radiant black, but now I need to to fully enjoy Igor's like exceptional work as far as colors go. Like looking through the issue, we forget like this is fucking amazing. Like look at the stuff we're seeing, like the colors, just the world. Like it's amazing. Like you have to take a second to comprehend because it's so world bending and so exceptionally done that uh you know we're just left here with an amazing masterpiece like this issue is like nine nine point five minimum for me just based on like the art alone yeah no i agree i mean yeah you know me i'm a big fan of igor i do think he's one of the best colorists in the business i liked um now that we look through it more carefully it is you know like we said there are some similar beats because we are we are uh, in a lot of way call, in a lot of ways calling back to those moments in, in radiant black 10 and the evolution of those moments you know we're contrasting between the two we're sorry we're looking at we're analyzing the differences between the characters you know then and now how have they grown how has the radiant affected them how have they broken the radiant as they mentioned in this issue and did you guys notice one thing like right off the bat that first page when we're welcomed into existence and marshall and nathan are just like yeah you know something looks off goodness notice how like they just the entire like architecture that big like city looking thing it looks corrupted yeah the citadel right like it looks like a citadel that's what i want to call it i don't know if that's what it is but yeah it's, it's hard to describe but yeah it's like it looks corrupted like something's gone wrong and even the platforms have been shattered that we saw marshall walk across in issue 10 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it looks poison. I, I, I'm just like, I'm curious to like see if this is like a world that, and we'll talk about like what we learn later, but like if the robots like kind of created this world for themselves or, but obviously we, as we know later, the robots had some sort of access to this world. So yeah, I'm curious just to learn more like what existence is and like how it really relates to, to these avatars or whatever we learn later. That's how I felt as well. I took it a little bit differently. To me, it looked like it was under siege. It almost looked like, yeah, it looked like the Citadel, you know, it's space. So it's like moving around space, kind of like a satellite. And there's like a planet on the left-hand side. And then it looked like all those, I guess, chains or tentacles, whatever you want to call them, are like trying to hold it in place, getting it ready for uh, for an attack or a siege. Yeah, I got I got both impressions, like from like both whether it was corrupted or whether it was under attack. But either way, it looked like something was off. And that next page, I mean, jaw dropping stuff. You turn the page, and well, obviously first we see zero zero one again, and we all we're all big fans of zero zero one. If you've been listening, well, first of all, thank you, and second, you, you know, we mentioned recently in one of the episodes, we're like, where's zero zero one? You know, we see him talking in the of course last issue. He popped up towards the end, and we got excited because we we're like, okay, we're gonna see the character. But the next page. Holy shit! <laughs> that that seriously like shocked me when I when I first saw that page. So we get a uh, page of um, gorgeous artwork, Marcelo Costa artwork, and Igor Monti colors, just cosmic, psychedelic. As we now know, it's called the Colossal. Is dead. And how'd you guys feel seeing this? Definitely a shocker. Um, yeah, I, I I was expecting to see the robot kind of like I I was expecting to kind of see him sickened right away, not just like straight up just dead dead like this but yeah no it's uh, pretty crazy we see like the little the other robots and <laughs> it's crazy because like we've seen the size on earth of like of those other robots like um like we got those like godzilla scenes like going, coming out of the water just so many cool things just so, showing the size of those but like to this robot these things look like like insects <laughs> like they're uh yeah not not nearly as big as this guy but yeah just, just shocking looks like they put up a hard fight though for sure um but yeah managed to take him down so so it's like existence was invaded because we see that there's other robot bodies the same ones yeah so so so, so do you guys think the radiant phantom or radiant green or whatever people are calling them showed up here or... oh soon guy yeah soon guy yeah I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was soon guy, or maybe he just sent his bot lackeys. But um, it it made me it made me like rethink how we think about the the bots, or as we learned this issue, colossals, because so far they've only come out like when it, when shit got real, and they've been super powerful in whatever fight that they've been in, and now we see them like finally beat up. The only other time we've seen a bot this beat up was in in Wendell's future, right? So if this shit's happening right now then it's it's pretty serious yeah but i feel like we got a lot of lore building in this issue right like you guys got more like do you guys see we got like the name like we got the colossal we got the here we got the you know more clarification on the fact that there's something wrong with the radiant zero zero one says it's broken later we find out more about that so that's you know shed even more light on that and uh, we'll talk about that towards the end of this issue yeah, I, I think it's really interesting because this time the Radiant's unreliable in existence. And that's the first thing Zerzi one tells them as he hands them these really cool um, cosmic, like sci-fi looking weapons. <laughs> it took me back to like aliens kind of a little bit. So 
I thought that was cool. And yeah, you know, shit's real when you're in existence and you can't rely on the Radiant. It reminds me of like the most uh, recent issue of Star Wars where uh, Luke's, Luke's kyber crystal isn't working. So his lightsaber just turns off randomly and he can't rely on it anymore. And it's like, that's kind of a scary thought when you're a Jedi because that's your go-to like uh, tool. And you have a connection with the crystal, right? And here it's like you have a connection with the Radiant and you have two people. Yeah. That's my thought is like, how did they gain access to ex existence? It looked like a relatively safe place. Like if Eva was to go into existence right now, would it look like this? Is her existence different than this shared world between Marshall and Nathan? Now we've only seen these two go in, but they're sharing a radiant and even 001 was absorbed into this radiant. So maybe when the radiants were split, is that what caused an opening for someone to come in and invade or whatever? Or maybe subconsciously, you know, whoever you know whoever might end up down the path to becoming soon guy maybe they were doing this in, inside without even knowing well uh you know unconsciously we don't know and i don't know i think there's a way more to spec like i feel like kyle we don't even know what this book is people still don't know what this book actually is i feel like i even i know even less because lore dumps are crazy like these are these are like rogue robots right they gave these radiants right so these radiants could have been stolen from other people is this a peaceful robot are we fighting for evil robots against quote unquote, like a, a healthy civilization that just wants to take back power that was stolen from them. We don't know. Like, really, I feel like my my uh, brain is like, a, you know, a cracked egg and like the yolk is just falling everywhere. It's pretty crazy. I, like this issue is wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm I'm personally curious, like like we find out kind of like this robot, like um, Radiant Black's robot is is the leader kind of of this quote unquote new way, um, wh wh whatever that means. But like it, it seems to like mention that this robot actually kills like all the past avatars of the Radiance. Um, killing the avatars and stealing the radiance. Um, so, like, I, I'm curious, like, who these avatars were before, and like, I, because I thought at first he was the avatar. Um, so maybe he killed these and became the avatar. And then where did these other robots come from? And I guess they were working with him. But yeah, there's just so much, so much to think about here. And yeah, zero 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 one, definitely. Yeah, he looks looks uh, pretty grizzled here. Uh, yeah, he looks pretty beat up here. For the most part, um, from when we last seen him, I loved it. Reminds me of like when we see Snake in MGS4 compared to the other ones where he's older and he has the mustache and the cigar and everything, a lot more prominent. I loved that. It reminded me a lot of that. But um, yeah, no, fantastic stuff. The artwork's insane. Like truly, like I these are the kinds of issues I genuinely wish they were done traditionally because I was like I would buy so many pages of this of this issue. Yeah. Right. I would just print it out and have it all over my walls. But uh, yeah, for eight cycles, he's looking pretty good. We don't know how long eight cycles is, but like that's a long like he's aged. Right. So however long since we've been in existence and he's been trapped in there, he's aged like radically. Maybe he drained his life force and time didn't even pass that quickly. We don't even know. Maybe he sacrificed himself and he's fully pledged to uh, the robot. Right. Like he's fully pledged to that's their leader, the, the, the colossal. So maybe this could be like a long con as well. Like maybe here's like crazy theory maybe 001 like purposely slash the hell of this robot as a way to trick nathan and them nathan and marshall to go into existence to potentially choose whoever they want going forward to be their leader because they know they don't want to if there's like a huge rebellion or like the like a huge war coming up you don't want to have it like a 50 50 uh, choice on who's going to lead it right you probably have someone in mind and who you want to lead someone ruthless or someone more thoughtful i mean we're getting spoilers but like yeah i didn't exactly say what happens at the end but yeah big choices going forward outside of the world and within yeah, so we're back at the Helix in the next page, and 
you look at the relationship evolution in this re uh, return to existence and here you see that despite them being in this situation that's awkward they're in you know more or less civilian form because they just have guns on them and they don't really the radiance unreliable they the uh marshall still has a really good vivid memory of everything and how to get through the helix which is impressive considering i mean look at that page so he like there's a, a time or two where they get lost so the fact that he has this like memory of this happening he lets nathan know it's because you know he gave everything that day to save him you know it took everything and then in the next page they get sent down to the next part of existence um and that's where they're greeted by existence for what well, personified in this case and it takes the personification form of ring in black, very appropriate. Marshall, Marshall, it's really scary because Marshall just lets him, you know, like, let's get down to business. I'm just want to ask for help because, you know, the robots and everything. And that's when they get attacked by this really weird, like, and Nathan gets dragged into the pool of cosmic uh, colors and Marshall jumps in to try to save him. And that's where things get really intense because for them to, um, get what they want out of this, you know, this trip to existence. They're going to have to face the truth again. I was going to say, I noticed the air bubbles when Nathan's being pulled underwater are are pink. Like the pink was a really relevant color in the last time I went to existence. I'm gonna, I want to like look back into the, like the color theory of it all. But like pink is an important color in this, and also yellow's present. So all the colors of the radiance we've seen are, have basically been present. Anyway, so what were you saying, Ali? Uh, the the monster that existence, I guess, transformed into is pretty crazy to me because i don't think that we've seen anything that looks even close to this anywhere in radiant black before like if anything this to me this is something that'll come out of um rogue sun not radiant black so that, mm -hmm. that took me by spell like, what the hell is that <laughs> yeah 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 say the closest thing might be like what we saw in supermassive with that big like beast but like even that didn't look anything like this thing yeah no that's even the beings here, like the shadowy figures, their masks almost look like entropy, right? So there's like a little bit of rogues on a little bit of entropy there. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there was Infernal Red connections done purposefully. I've got a crazy theory. I mean, later on, we mentioned talking about uh, Marshall's dad. Like, wouldn't it be funny if Marshall's dad left to be a rogue son and got killed in like the Avery area or something like that? And it was nobody. <laughs> so his dad's a failed hero. So Marshall has to redeem him or something like that'd be kind of I don't think it would happen, but it'd be pretty wild. We, we do get a lot here. Like, I mean, Sharon was definitely an interesting character in the Supermassive, but in this issue, like, we do get more revealed. Sorry, we do get some reveals into the past of each character. Some of them implicit, some of them um, a little bit more explicit. Like, in this page, we see, like, Brayden, right? We see Nathan try to be funny and make a Toy Story 2 confession, but uh, instead, the the... Existence starts to taunt him, turns into Brayden, tells him that he's a failure. And it, it, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty dark, to be honest with you, especially since he's probably not used to hearing that kind of thing. But in the next page, Marshall's finding, fighting an entirely different battle of his own, right? But that's when the personification of existence to him changes into Nathan as Radiant Black. And that's got to be difficult, given what's, com what's coming, obviously. But you also see a change into his mother. And then we get some, some reveals, right? These are some really, I think important moments because we all get uh, caught up over the end of this issue but lore building and reveal some pasts like here brenda yeah it could be an ex-girlfriend or a, a sister or an you know a family member or a, you know a significant other and then there's his mom she says even as a little boy well, well the personification of uh, existence being his mother 
uh, taking the form of his mother. Even as a little boy, you were disobedient in that temper, just like daddy. So Ooh. damn disappointing. And it's where he, you know, he retaliates by activating the radiant, putting on Ray Milak and, and, and punching the beings off. So, yeah, like that's interesting. We get the name Brenda. We get uh, we find out that he had a temper as a child, and somehow that's similar to his dad. So maybe that shows why there's some friction between his family. Lots of interesting breadcrumbs. That and you accept these powers in rage, and now you wield them. And rage is how you wield them. Like I like that. Like he's kind of been ever since he took it to get revenge. That's why he took on the radiant. So I do like how Marshall is like really, really angry. He doesn't even deny it. That when Nathan says later on, like I, I think you'd kill somebody or I think you get someone killed. He's like, well, I didn't want to hurt anybody. He didn't say like I wouldn't want to do that. But sometimes his rage gets the best of him. Like we have, I mean, we've seen it through these this last volume, right? Of like Marshall going full rage mode and stuff like that. But I do. I like that that's been that's been earmarked here of like, yeah, Marshall could be the vengeful one or maybe he's got the most redeem and prove that he's not angry by being a good leader. You don't there's a lot of ways to handle this. The thing is, the thing is, where I, I think I, I don't know, but I don't want to I don't want to speculate there because I really don't know. But what I do want to say is I think this is a lot closer than we're giving it credit for, because what Kyle Higgins and co are doing here are painting a, a, a foil situation, like a mirror, a mirror image situation where both of these people had the same opportunity. They both had access to the radiant for for a, a, a good amount of time. And they both had the opportunity to do things with the radiant. And the thing I'm wondering is like. Obviously, this is a shared truth, like like you were saying, like, okay, the, the pain, the truth of him causing pain. It's not just the pain, uh, the truth that the existence is revealing to him. It's his individual truth, but it's also the truth that we'll eventually see in this issue towards the end that he shares with, with Nathan. Because Nathan, that's the truth that he's scared to come to tri- terms with. That's the truth that he's scared to to share with, with Marshall because it's their truth, right? He's scared to tell him that he scares him. <laughs> So it's, not, so it's like, it, I mean, I get it because it's like, it's a tough situation because it's his friend and he, he they both share that power, right? They have the access to the radiance. So that's that's what, why I think it's really cool what they do towards the end here is that they show you what each of them did and they, they both failed and succeeded in their own ways, right? Because they made some 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 differences, but they also failed in, in their own respective ways, in their own individual. There's also like the objective truth towards the end that they both share, which is they both shared the radiance. Right, they both shared the radiant, and it's synced to, to it's it's having trouble synchronizing to both. So now the truth is one of you know one of them's going to have to be radiant black. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just, I just always go back to issue nine, like the first time, like his his reasons for going into existence in the first place, and um, I kind of had a thought, like, do you think? Do you think Nathan, like, if if the positions were switched and Marshall was in the bed, like, would Nathan would, like, I don't think he would have, like, ran and, like, jumped in front of a train to get into existence, would he? Like, So Nathan doesn't activate Kate mode here. It's right. It's Marshall that has to carry him up with it later on, like, a couple pages from now, right? Right? Okay, my first read, yeah, I thought that uh, Nathan kind of, like, uh, did that. But so that's a form, like, Marshall is, like, the power of this unit. If this is the Triforce, he's, like, wisdom or maybe courage. And Nathan's like power, right? Because like, or Marshall's like power because he can really push it to the next level. We've seen him go. Only we've only seen Kate mode in the dream that we saw in issue four, or the uh, the potential future in issue was it three or four, where we saw the Kate mode and Nathan with his mask off, right? The dream. So that's very much in play, given the uh, you know the big cliffhanger at the end of this. Is that a potential future? Is it not? Is does that make Nathan Nathan by that he doesn't push to that level that he goes like full ruthlessly like. Un- unwieldy power and just like get the cape mode or whatever or what we saw like the carnage mode like the fully black suit that, that's all Marshall and maybe that's the kind of power you need to end this war and maybe Nathan's too 
in his own head, like a lot of writers are, to uh, be able to accomplish the power that he needs. And in the next in the next page, we get that amazing uh, color explosion, like we did in Radiant Black Number Ten, where they're almost coming to terms with their truths, and that's where you know that's where they finally reveal the truth to each other which is in terms of Mar- in terms of nathan he reveals to marshall that he's afraid of him because he's afraid of how he he just hurts people of what he can do with the radiant and then in the other case marshall is more you know i guess upset because he doesn't he doesn't understand why people don't believe in him and he just really wants to help everybody including his friends but nobody's really giving him a chance as they come to terms with their truths and leave existence, return to zero zero one, and he tells them that he's fixed the colossal. They take the little radiant and stick it into the colossal to power it up. We're gonna have to decide now, moving forward. That's the catch. It's that they get you for a page. We're like, oh, is it gonna be Nathan? But then it fucks you up because the robot looking directly ants you and saying, "You must decide." And there's a QR code. Now, of course, who are you gonna vote for? So I, we're not going to try to color anyone's impression, you know, paint anyone's impression of who they should vote for. I think you guys should, you know, think about it thoroughly and vote for who you'd like. But I'm just curious, do you guys, did, did, did anyone for you just come to mind right away? Who needs it? Like, who needs the Radiant? Like, I feel like Nathan, no, like Nathan's got a plan for his life. Like, he's like, I'm going to go to LA and do this. He only wants the Radiant to keep it from Marshall to keep everyone safe, right? Like, I feel like Marshall, yeah like Marshall needs it because it's given him purpose. He, he's like, I want purpose too. I don't want to hurt anybody, but this boy got some rage issues. He hasn't had a dad around his mom openly. Maybe she didn't like, this could have been like a projection of his mom or may, maybe she could have done this or he knows this subliminally like that subliminally that his mother maybe doesn't respect his dad and maybe his dad's a bit of a deadbeat. So he doesn't really have any father figures, right? Like probably his, any talk that he had at Nathan's house with Mr. Burnett was the most like fatherly wisdom he had in this, in his life. And that's a part of you that's gone. So having this power and stuff like that and having some meaning, like losing that and not having a loving family, his mom's around, but she's still like, oh, you're back from hell or wherever. All right. Well, your dog's expensive. Uh, you know, like it's like he doesn't have that love from el- elsewhere. And speaking as someone who has issues with their a lot of family members, right? Uh, I, me and my, my bonds with my friends are tighter than that. So to have one of your only your best friend take like your purpose, like that's destructive. So either way, this narrative goes like it's interesting. I'm all here for it. Like someone was saying in the discord discussion today that we need like a what if, right? Like a what if one shot on like what if whoever doesn't get picked gets picked because like I'm really interested in that's the sign of an amazing writer, right? What Kyle's cooked up when we were talking earlier on, Kyle would say like, uh, we've got, well, I think it was two volumes planned up to probably this point. And of course I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm all in. If I'm pursued, I'm like, holy shit, that's wild. Let's do it. And they, I'm impressed to see what they've accomplished. I don't want to be biased. You know, I, my heart no. should tell me Nathan's the one to pick. Marshall seems like the shit show pick, but it seems so interesting, doesn't it? I'm interested to see what the fans have to say. And we'll definitely hear from uh, the listeners for sure on this. So you've made your feelings clear. You don't give a fuck about the first few issues where Nathan was Radiant Black. <laughs> You're just like, oh, those issues don't exist to me. Radiant Black started at issue four. That's where it started. Well, I, I thought that in issue 10, it was more Marshall's um, like journey through existence. And then this issue was more Nathan's journey to, or truth, not existence, is his journey to truth. So I, that might be why... Nathan was the one that put it in, but man, <laughs> you know what? 
honestly i i'm i'm with you ali i i'm i'm kind of the exact same i think for me though like it it was kind of my late jump onto it like i read those first four issues like i didn't start with issue one month to month so i kind of just like had more time i guess with with marshall um but yeah no i kind of I, i i didn't even like think this over really and um honestly this issue like like nathan not really like giving giving marshall like the chance or obviously like it's deep inside like it's and he he says like and and what does he say here um oh yeah this isn't like this isn't what i want um like not believing in him but it is the truth like that actually is what he believes um so i guess that that is really powerful but that kind of made me not like Nathan a little less, but almost, almost in a way. Like it, it just, it made me feel, I guess, more sympathetic towards Marshall. I, I guess. I'm definitely. I haven't voted yet. I'll just say that right away. When I saw that page, I was like, my jaw dropped because I wasn't expecting this right before bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I, the the one that came immediately to mind had had to be Marshall, just because he's had it for so much longer. We've built this connection to Marshall over the last two years, over the last 24 issues. And I just kept thinking like, how will this book be? And how will Rating Black's interactions with all the other characters in this world be if it's not Marshall anymore? Like it really will be a different book at this point, wouldn't it? I don't know. I have to think about it genuinely. I, I think I think this issue was written well enough to where it presents a case for both. And I think I think personally as a reader, I want to get a chance to both. I, you know, I'm, I'm a big... I love reading comics, been reading them for a very long time. And, and the Jason Todd thing, like, hurt. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, in a, in a lot of ways, it hurt because, like, even if you didn't like him as a Robin, that's fine. I thought he was a terrible Robin in some ways, but it was an enjoyable Robin to read in other ways. It, it still hurt because it was like, man, you know, to see something just get killed like that. But it was an interesting experiment. And it was fun. It, it, it was history, right? In a lot of ways, people still talk about it. Today. Yep. And this is yeah, this is bigger because you're you're not killing off like a sidekick or someone who was a replacement to the OG sidekick. So it's like some people had even less um, reasons to really like him. In this case, you're you're picking between the main of the series and and a series in which the writer and Kyle Higgins and the rest of the creative team, all the artists, have done an incredible job in embodying these characters and making them likable, but also. Uh, giving them their respective flaws as we've seen in this issue so yeah i've, I've learned i've these these both these guys have grown on me their friendships grown on me even though it's flawed i think it's in a lot of ways reflective of just real real humans and their and their flaws so I, I i don't know i'll really have to think about it genuinely because i love both these characters but um immediately when i was when i was first living i was like yeah i'll go with marshall immediately thinking about it but then i was like I don't know. I don't know, man. Nathan, he's been through a lot. Maybe he just needs a chance also. So you know what I mean? You're speaking from the heart. Like, this has hurt you. You're like a scorned lover. Like, oh, this yeah. is like, this, it, right? This was a big deal. Like, even I know about this, and I wasn't in the comics at the time. This was a big deal, and it's a huge deal now. Who's going to lead your franchise? Basically. <laughs> there, there, there's a lot more Nathan lovers out there than, than I actually realized. Like, I, I, I don't know. I thought it was just like... I personally i i thought it was like quite the majority like marshall like just from the time we've got but no i was i was surprised like to see i i do like to see that nathan love for sure it's good to see i like to see the split like that's how that's how amazing this writing has been see this is sorry this is the part that's like kind of blowing my mind because we have 
30 days, I think it said. Let me double check. Yeah, we have 30 days, so that's June 2nd. Um, and this is a big choice, because, like, I, I, def I probably wasn't even born when the Jason Todd vote happened, but I think this is a little bit more impactful, because, like you said, Bash, that you're choosing which one of them is going to be the main character. And you're probably choosing which one's going to be the villain. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, right? Like, in a way. Yeah, so, exactly, yeah. Exactly. And, and, but also, also, I want to say, like, the Michael Basudo mentioned earlier in the Discord, the Reading Black podcast Discord, which, or just the Reading Black Discord, if you want to check it out, it's a, it's a great little community we have here um, online where we talk everything Massiverse. We have some of the creators. It's just cool. We put the links in every episode to the description, so check it out. And Michael Basudo just stepped in today to, while people were discussing the latest issue and said, like, so far the votes are pretty close. Um, they said they don't know if they're going to put any metric things afterwards but they said they probably might but they don't know how specific they'll be so we'll see it's all speculation as of now but he did say that so far as of today the votes are close did they real quick did did, did they say or do you know if you can vote more than once no but i really hope you can at okay. least per ip or something because that would just like that's just gonna make it so who most voted I think you just I think you just put in your email to be honest. So yeah, I I haven't tried, but I yeah. I don't think there's anything yeah, stopping you per it, se. It, it, the, the the thing that you have <laughs> to do is show some barcode from your original purchase of the Radiant Black box. That's 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 like it should only be. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I just want to give a big shout out as well to all the incredible community members out there. I mean, we've got a ton. I I, I actually wrote a list, but I can't find a piece of paper. So maybe next time, but um, yeah, thanks everyone for your support. We just really noticed a lot recently and appreciate it. Check out our giveaway, right? We are we we know that these blacklight issues can be a bit expensive, especially compared to a normal comic book price. And we know sometimes they're hard to find. Not a lot of stores stock them, which is their mistake and their loss. You should check out Rain Black. So we'll have some for giveaway. But uh, yeah, overall this issue, um, that's one hell of a way to end it. And uh, yeah, what, what did you guys think? Did you? You, you said 9, 9.5. I mean, is that the consensus here? Yeah, it's a solid 9 out of 10. It's, it's it's pretty solid. I like that it kind of followed the same direction, same beats as um, Reading Black 10, and then presented us with this cliffhanger, big choice that we have to think about and worry about for the next month. So thanks for all the sleepless nights I'm going to have. Mm. For me, it's a nine point two. I uh, the last I reread issue ten, and it still hits. Like the the last scene with with Marshall and Nathan, like the sincerity in that, and there's sincerity in that too. And this also packs a punch. But you know, you never forget your first time. The ten was wild. So for me, I think it was superior. But this also just like it ha packs a wallop at the end, and I think it does a lot of really cool world building stuff. So yeah, nine point two for me. This was an exceptional issue, and like this series, if they're all issues like these, I mean. All the issues have their own merit, but goddamn, the existence ones definitely stand on their own. Bash, what about you? I'll say it's somewhere in the nines for sure. Probably yeah, like a nine two or something like that. Um, radiance nine nine point two radiance out of ten. <laughs> the point two is the part that's glitchy. Um, <laughs> the, point, yeah. the point two is going around today. Yeah, yeah I'll th I'll th I'll throw in uh, yeah, I'll throw in a nine and a half too. I I didn't put in my number, but yeah, I'll throw in a nine and a half. This was fantastic. Uh, real quick too. Um... Looking through the Discord, Michael said something pretty interesting. Um, he said, you know, Nathan is completely healthy and severing him from the Radiant wouldn't just kill him straight up. But whoever loses the vote will still be alive for at least 10 minutes after they make the decision. So 
I don't know if that means one of them is going to die. Are we voting on who lives, who dies? Who's the hero of the book? Who's the villain of the book? I don't know. There's a lot to consider and think about. And I don't know. Do you guys think we'll get a little bit more info or hints about this in Supermassive? Dude, do we have time? We're getting Catalyst War next. All I know <laughs> is if we're chasing the Holy Grail, like all I, I, everything's been so vague in the lead up to Supermassive because there's just so much going on in the Massiverse right now. Like, yeah, we know there's a Holy Grail involved and it's more like Rogue Sun's area of the Massiverse that we're going to be, uh, you know, like popping into. To, but I, I'm just so excited because the, the possibilities are, are endless and we've been speculating a long time on who the uh, the villain behind, you know, behind the scenes has been in Rogue Sun. And now we know it's Morningstar and we've seen Morningstar. Things are so exciting. But one thing I just want to say, just referencing something you guys mentioned earlier, was the very first time we read Rainy Black, and you can go back to the very first episode of this podcast. I'm proud of this because we really did point this out. We noticed it. It was very particular. Um, the first time they ever, like, see the Radiant, you can tell that Marshall was really disappointed that Nathan got it like genuinely like he wanted it you could see it in his eyes like he was genuinely upset when nathan grabbed it and that's something we mentioned and it, it's crazy how that comes back now like 24 issues into the series we're back and that's still a thread and it's so it's been see like that's how long it's been building it's been you know fucking. Awesome. what if nathan selected and then marshall just goes no i won't let you have it and it's like kills him in existence like we it could see wild super- shit <laughs> Yeah, we could be we what we could be dealing with is we could be voting in what we think is the hero, but the person that doesn't get picked is the ultimate underdog and is the redeemer. Like, what if the person that's picked, no matter what, if it's Marshall? Wait, wait, wait. Here's, here's a better question. Here's a plot twist. Do you guys yeah. think Wendell saw this coming? No. Ooh. Uh maybe because he said which one of you is alive? Like he's not dead yet. So I think he saw the struggle coming, but he did maybe he saw something more violent, like an actual death. And this is like a different timeline where like an actual choice has to go down. No, but do you guys remember that he was scared of Marshall? Okay. Do you remember well, I, no, one no. issue? He was really scared of Marshall. He was like he was he thought Marshall died when 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 Nathan came to the bus stop. Remember? Mm. Well, you got me thinking now. Can even Wendell see into the future of existence? Like maybe he can just see the future of, I guess, like the regular <laughs> Earth or whatever. We don't know if he can see into existence like that. Just the results of what happens in existence, like in the real world or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, Let me pull this issue up, though. I want to tell you. So the issue I'm talking about is Radiant Black number 17. Towards the end of Radiant Black number 17, you can see Nathan fly down to Wendell, and he says, sorry about your car. If it wasn't there, you wouldn't have gotten up in time. And, well, I'm just sorry I couldn't save Marshall, but you need to know his sacrifice will not be in vain. And then, and then Nathan says, sacrifice. Marshall's alive, I think. We're sharing the Radiant now. That's the first time that we ever we ever know that they're sharing the Radiant. Because that's the first time Nathan takes it back again to use it. Like, you know, without permission, I guess you could say, in a way. Anyway, and then he says, uh, Wendell says, alive? But how? But that's not how. And then he looks shocked. And then Nathan's flying away and he says, I guess you were right about the future being blurry. Anything is changeable, right? Anyway. Offer to fly you home, but you're probably at the bus stop for a reason. Really hope I can pay you back sometime, though. After all, we didn't do this alone. Thanks, Wendell. That's why Wendell looks terrified, and he says, Oh, God, this is wrong. He's going to kill us all. Mm. 
not i mean yeah that's foreshadowing it looks like marshall like it definitely has been earmarked like marshall is the is a bad yes. guy not a bad guy we've, been, we've talked about this yes we've talked yeah, about this so I mean. much that's why he's the only person that can access like the dark radiant form like maybe maybe that's because he's the only person that's that dark like i don't know I'm, that's pure speculation but I'm and just saying. nathan has uh, like a vision of that where like he would be do anything to avoid becoming that where nathan's already become or marshall already become that several times with like it becoming fully under the control of like you know the the power that's true we've seen bearded nathan i wonder what that really was maybe that was just a vision like remember bearded maybe. nathan like future bearded or he's nathan. left in existence to grow a beard or something like that like oh. 001 and yeah. he gets out and he's pissed off that'd be wild like marshall versus nathan is gonna be wild like eventually we're gonna see the two like we talked about it there's no way there's not a conflict over that much power no way i've seen no, they're, they're definitely gonna duke it out definitely mm-hmm. for sure first all right, so next it says a supermassive, and we've got the, the cover towards the end. Obviously, we're excited for supermassive. Make sure you pick that up. It's coming real soon. We don't have another Radiant Black issue until July because in June we're taking the break for supermassive, so it's going to be a minute. With that being said, that gives us plenty of time to discuss these incredible developments, this incredible vote. You have several time. You have so much time to make your case to the fans on why you're voting the way you're voting and why you know this person should be radiant black. It's going to be really fun watching everybody talk about this. And you know we're thinking about doing a live sometime in the next few days where you know perhaps we can get together with the community and talk about who you know who, who you think should be radiant black. And we we talked about this before, and I wanted to ask you guys, but I suppose we can decide now. You mentioned before that we weren't going to make another tier list until we've gotten several more characters. And I think right now in Massiverse, it's teeming with life, teeming with ingenuity, teeming with so many new awesome characters and villains. And I think it's the perfect time for us to make another Radiant tier list. So what do you guys say? Radiant tier list soon? Yeah, sounds pretty exciting. Yeah, Get your tier tier Aras ready. That pun it is really for us. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited. It's always nice to judge these characters, and they're always controversial. Everyone's favorite always. Uh, every, every character is always someone's favorite. It's like a Pokemon. Like everyone, every character that might not uh, jealous someone is someone's like beloved with posters all all, all over the wall. Also, what's this issue gonna look like if you read it 30 days from now when you scan the code? It's gonna be like thanks for playing or something like that. It'd be nice to have like at least like original art or something. Look at it instead of you missed your chance to vote. Enjoy the rule of evil Marshall or something. <laughs> like, I mean, I wonder if they'll put that in future issues. Like, if they'll put that the fans voted and it, like, it turns out that this is who they voted for. You guys picked your. Like, can you imagine, like, that's the future cover? Like, your new Radiant Black. And it's just like the person everyone voted for and they're on the cover. That would be fucking cool. And, man, you know, they'll do something crazy because Massiverse is just. They're just full of brilliant ideas. Kyle Higgins. Michael Basuto, Brian Parrott, Matt Groom, Melissa Flores, uh, Becca Carey, just everybody involved in the Massiverse is doing incredible work. And you guys better get on it. Better check out this comic book. Recommend it to your friends. Tell them about the podcast because we give away. Or the genius thing that Bash did where when they had the individual $1 issues of the, the one shots, right. you just put them in someone else's pull list. That's fucking genius. Like, yeah. I'm going to do that next time I have the chance. Like, that's the way to get people in your stuff. I mean, you can't go door to door with the Bibles. Like, I'm sure religion would spread much faster if you could just drop a Bible or whatever in someone's pull list. But yeah, that's the way to do it. And uh, it's a really nice way to get the series out there giving giving them the gift of good literature what else could you want yeah 
Exactly. Spread the massive verse love. Get the get some people the books. Check tell them to check it out. You have no excuse with those one dollar reading blacks, my image first or whatever they're called. There you can find them everywhere. And uh yeah. Oh, oh and in the latest wave of solicits, we got reading black volume four, the trade. Um so for pre order so if you guys want to pre order that, make sure you add it to your pre orders. I'm not sure what the date is, but it's it's a while away. It's probably in July, I think. So or June or July. So we still got some time. So uh make sure you check that out. And in terms of the massive verse, we've got a pause, like we said, in uh, in June because we've got Supermassive. So I think we'll be back in July with all the other series. Much earned, honestly, uh, break from everyone. And you guys know how we feel here about Daniele Dunicolo. So we're, very, we're all very excited for Supermassive. Anyway, I think uh, that's it. We'll, get, we'll say our farewells and thank yous. Thank you so much to our patrons for supporting us reading black, at patreon.com slash readingblackpodcast. Thanks to Joe J, to Patrick, and to Noah for your amazing patronage and support. We really appreciate you. We've got some really cool stuff coming up very soon. I know we're we're just waiting for one of our producers to help with the, the new podcast intro because we want to do something really cool. Not too crazy, just something cool, you know, something nice and cool. But we've also got some really other exciting things lined up, including an interview that I'm not going to spoil yet, but we do have a cool interview coming up soon. And like we said, Radiant Black tier list. So check that out. Um, if you want to support us, please you know leave a subscribe on YouTube or you know like or most important thing is leave a review if you can. That really helps a lot. Helps spread the word. And yeah, you'll, you'll we'll put you in bonus entries for our next giveaway because we appreciate you. Anyways, thanks so much. We'll see you next time uh, in Supermassive, and then later after that at the Catalyst War. Thanks and stay ready. Hey!